All right, bro. Can you hear me? Hey, can you hear me? I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. All right, all right. All right. What's up, everyone? Um, uh, big announcement here. Um, what? Well, uh, well, yeah, okay. I'll just go ahead and tell. Big announcement here, guys. Um, yeah, yeah. I was gonna let you do the honors on that one. Um, tonight is our last night of. The first and last hit. Um, it's been an honor, um, but um, we are taking a new leave, and uh, we won't mention the the new show's name and, until next weekend. Um, catch us live on Facebook, um, and uh, you'll find out there. Um, but. Uh, it's been about. It's been. Uh, we've been doing the first and last set for about half a year. Um, it's been an uh, honor having Jake as uh, my co-host. Um, but uh, we're looking at uh, better opportunities here, so uh, that's why we're taking a new leave. We're going to change the name and see where it goes. Um, Jake, absolutely, and uh, I've I've been honored to been to be on Cameron, and look forward to keep working with you. Uh, uh, kind of elaborating what you're saying to, ev- to everybody, uh, you know, I I was chatting with Cameron recently, and because I uh, kind of got some uh, motivation from a friend who told me, you know, you know, I, I told this friend about what I, you know, some things I do, and. Uh, was told you know you know you need to pursue this. I mean, if it's your passion, you need to go pursue it. And you know, and I got to thinking, you know what? They're you know they're right. You know, right. so uh, what that means is, hey, let's let's pursue this. I mean, if you fail, you know, I mean, dare to be great, or be or or or, or you know, just dare to be great. Uh, and if you fail, you fail, but I mean, you dare to be great. And, um, I'm not saying we're going to be great, but I'm saying that this is something worth pursuing because it's a passion that both me and Cameron have. Um, I think for both of us, it's safe to say, if we could do this over our day jobs, I think we would, (laughs) I think we would pick this in a heartbeat, uh, for both of us. Uh, if they said, uh, if they said, um, fly to, fly to anywhere right now. Uh, New York, California, Florida, Atlanta, uh, you know, wherever. Um, I'd put my two weeks in and be like, let me get this last check, and I'm there, (laughs) you know. So, yeah. Um, But, yeah, let's uh, let's jump right in. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh. You know, we got the NFL draft going on right now. Um, and Big you know, Jets I, I fan here. Yeah, and, and I'm a Steelers fan. And, uh, and Oh, hey, so, um, sorry. Just uh, I just got a just got a notification. It just popped up. It, it's about the NFL draft. Steelers just drafted a quarterback from Oklahoma. They did, Mason Rudolph. Yep. Okay, okay. I was just making sure I wasn't going back. There. No, you're right. You're right. And I dropped um, the remote. 
Well, I, I think it's interesting. I, I And I think we should probably start with the, the number one pick with Baker Mayfield. I, I, I don't know if anybody saw that coming. I think um, everybody thought it was yeah. going to be somebody like a Sam Darnold or a Josh Rosen, uh, even though Josh Rosen said flat out he did not want to go to the Cleveland Browns. Did not want to go. Um, he got his wish. Yeah, he did. He did. He. I think he went seventh, if I'm not mistaken. He went to the Cardinals, and the Cardinals, that's a good pick for them. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, with Carson Palmer retiring, they, they do need a quarterback, so that was a good pick by them. They just picked up – They uh, the Cardinals did uh, actually pick up Sam Bradford, too. Oh, they, they did already... pick up Sam Bradford. Okay, so yeah, uh, a little so... bit of uh, QB competition. Well, the Vikings need Which... to move some quarterbacks. I mean, my God, they had they had three starting uh, quarterbacks with starting abilities. Yeah. Um, well, and speaking of the Vikings, they got rid of Teddy Bridgewater, and Teddy Bridgewater is uh, now a yeah. Jets, which, you know, I, I'm going to be satisfied with 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 the quarterback position this year, whether it be Teddy Bridgewater, whether it be Sam Darnold, uh, Josh McCown signed to a one-year deal, so we'll see how it goes in the off season. Um, yeah, I, I was very pleased with uh, the Jets picking uh, Sam Darnold at number three. So yeah, we're gonna, and we're see uh, how it goes. I, I was happy, you know, up to this point, I, I think I've been pretty happy with what the Steelers have done. Uh, round one, I, I, you know, I thought they made a good choice going with uh, with uh, Terrell Edmonds, a safety out of Virginia Tech. I think ever since Troy Polamalu retired, I've uh, been looking for that guy who's like a ball hawk safety, you know, just all over the field. And I, I don't know if Edmonds is that guy. I mean, Polamalu was a rarity in terms of just – he was the energizer bunny. The, the guy, I swear, he never got tired. Uh, but with Edmonds, I think he can probably hit – you know, hit you a lot harder than Paul Molly can. But I, I thought that was a good pick. Um, a good playmaking safety. Uh, so I thought that was a good pick there. Uh, now, one move that I thought was also interesting, the Baltimore Ravens traded up to get Lamar Jackson. Uh, I, yeah, I, Flacco. I this was interesting. Yeah. yeah, Flacco, he's in the midst – of not being their starting quarterback, he'll probably play next. He'll probably play next season. Um, but I think maybe after this season, uh, I think we'll see Lamar Jackson in there. And um, we were talking yeah. earlier. Uh, Lamar Jackson reminds uh, reminds me a lot of Michael Vick. He does. He does. I I I agree with you on that. I think that. Um, he does remind you a lot of it. Now, keep in mind, the systems they played in were drastically different. You know, at Virginia Tech, it was run the football, run the football, run the football. Um, and with Lamar Jackson, you know, with Bobby Petrino, Bobby Petrino typically has, like, these big pocket passer types that are going to sling the ball and throw for three, 400 yards a game, which Lamar Jackson did, but he bought a new dynamic in terms of his ability to run the football. Um, and so Petrino utilized it. Now, uh, I thought that, you know, I, I thought this was a solid pick by the Ravens. You know, as a Steelers fan, 
you know, some people were talking about the Steelers picking him uh, in the first round. I don't think that would have been the right move for them because Jackson doesn't fit what the Steelers do. No. I mean, he's a good he's a good player. He's a good quarterback, but he's just a mismatch for what the Steelers want to do. Uh, they, you know, I mean, you think about you know, like like Ben Roethlisberger. You know, they they want that big arm, you know, pocket passer type guys like six four, five, six six, and can uh, deliver you know forty fifty passes a game. That's not Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, so I and I think with with Baltimore, I think they might be a little bit more user friendly. Um, I'll tell you a team that I was surprised did not draft him was the New England Patriots because I could see Bill Belichick taking him, but uh, you know, I Baltimore, I, I could definitely see that. So, yeah. Um, speaking of the Patriots, that's Brian is now a Patriot. From what I hear, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't no, no. Heard. He went to he went to the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Des Bryant. Mm-hmm. Okay. He sure. Uh, yeah, he, he went to the Baltimore Ravens. Good move for the Ravens. I I don't like the Cowboys. I am not a Cowboys fan. But you know what? I think that's a good move for them. Uh, well. Yeah. I, I, now, I hate it, you know. I, I hate the move. I mean, Baltimore. I hate to say it because I I, I can't stand Baltimore. Yeah, but they, with, yeah, they made, I understand. They made yeah, some with good you moves. being the Steelers. Yeah, with you being a Steelers fan. Yeah, yeah. I, with God. them picking up Des Bryant, who's going to be a headache to cover, uh, and you got Lamar Jackson, who at some point is going to get in that mix. Yeah. Uh, they have made some very smart offseason moves. I don't see – I don't I, – I, I can see this. I can see Lamar Jackson playing this year, um, mm-hmm. not as a starting quarterback, but I can see him coming in, and I can see them running a wildcat with him. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, you know, there were thoughts about converting him to a wide receiver, but, I, I you know, I think with him he just absolutely did not want to do that. Um, and I don't think he needs to. I, I think he, he can play quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. He said himself. He said himself. No, he does. He doesn't want to be a wide receiver. I heard that as well this morning on ESPN Radio, and mm-hmm. he was like, "No, I, I played quarterback. I, I want to keep playing quarterback." You know. Mm-hmm. Um. You know. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I. I think he should keep playing quarterback. In my opinion. Um. So yeah, I mean, uh, Cowboys. Um, I feel bad for him. I mean, excuse me. I feel I can feel I, I feel kind of bad for him. They lose Des Bryant. Jason Witten's retiring. Um. Who is going to who who's going to be their their main targets? You know, I don't know. I, I think that uh, they are kind of in a uh, rebuilding stage. Uh, they, they wanted to clean house. I mean, you know, a couple of years ago, they had, you know, I think they went thirteen and three, and they lost to the Packers uh, in the playoffs. But uh, that was—it uh... just, just seemed like they were going in the right direction. 
so I, I don't know what I don't know what it was, but uh, so, just something went wrong. Just uh, something really did go wrong. Uh, so I I don't know. Um, it's hard to say. It's very hard to say. Um, Sorry, guys. I'm fiddling with this controller. The batteries won't stay in the controller. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just thinking out loud. Oh, no. What I know what you mean. Guys, y'all, y'all just have to uh, bear with us. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, I'm going to go back to the Cleveland Browns. I want to talk about them for a minute here. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the number one pick. They got Baker Mayfield. Um, and I don't know what's wrong with the Cleveland Browns. But if you didn't realize, you <laughs> threw – last year you threw a parade for going 0-16. Congratulations for losing all your damn games. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I, you know, I couldn't believe that either. Um uh, Cameron, I think I told you this, you know, the company I work for, they are headquartered. Well, one of the main headquarters is in Cleveland and I work and I know a lot of people that are out of Cleveland. And I asked them, I said, what are y'all doing throwing a parade? And the answer I got was basically it was more of a long, more along the lines of uh, making it known to management how disgruntled they are with where the franchise is going, where the franchise has been for, I don't know, 50 years. Um, I guess ever since Jim Brown retired. Um, or, you know, I guess the last good teams they had, uh, you know, the drive by Elway, that was against Cleveland. Um, mm-hmm. And then when Cleveland decided to move to Baltimore, and then they basically started a new franchise in Cleveland. Um, but I, I don't know. But hey, another side note, uh, they did make all right. They picked a they picked a a, a cornerback out of Ohio State fourth overall. Uh, Denzel, and then they booed him too. Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward. But they booed, that, they booed that him too. That actually was a good pick. I thought. I actually thought I, that was a good pick. You know, I I at first I said, you know, what the heck are you guys doing? But then uh, I, when I thought about it, I was like, there goes a good weapon on defense. And Ohio State is a great college to play from. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you know that you're going to get groomed to play at the next level of a school like Ohio State. Um, yeah, I mean. You're going to yeah. be groomed to play in the NFL. Yeah, the the top college, I mean, the top colleges that come from in, in the uh, – in, in, uh, from the NCAA to get recognized is – Here's the top 10 list, and I've done some research. The top 10 is basically um, Alabama, number one, Oklahoma, number two. Mm-hmm. I don't know all 10. Mm-hmm. I can tell you five. Uh, Oklahoma, Alabama, um, Ohio State. Um, what's the other two? Okay, I can tell you three. Those three <laughs> – those three. Uh, well, yeah. I'm willing to bet you. I'm willing to bet you've got USC in there. Yeah, USC. Uh, um, I'm willing to bet you got Oklahoma in there. Yep. Uh, 
uh, let's see, possibly a Michigan. Uh, you know, I haven't seen nobody come from Michigan. I'll tell yet. you who used to turn out a lot of guys that went to the NFL. Uh, and you wouldn't think it. But they actually did for a good amount. Of, it, there were a few years where they had the most players in the NFL. Now it's the University of Virginia. I don't know. I don't know how. Um, but, you know, for whatever reason, uh, when Al Gro was there, he was he was pumping out NFL players. That didn't mean they won a lot of games, but he was pumping out NFL players. Um, now, I think that's not quite the case anymore. Uh, that, that's been 10, 15 years back. But, uh, but anyway, uh, I, I think that that was an interesting tidbit. But, yeah, I mean, Alabama, Ohio State, uh, USC, uh, they've got to be in there. Uh, I think Oklahoma's got to be in there. Um, in, in terms of turning out NFL, I, I bet Florida. I bet Florida's in there. Um, you know, this so, is this is know, real. This is really rare to see Wyoming uh, with the top prospect this year. Um, yeah, I think that was the kid. I think yeah. that was the kid that went to uh, Arizona. No, he went to uh, um, uh, uh, because Arizona picked Rosen. Um, Wasn't Rosen from Wyoming? No, Rosen. Rosen is a USC uh, UCLA. Okay. Uh, Let's go back to round one here. Sorry, everybody, having a brain fart here. Oh, while he's looking. Upcoming events uh, next weekend, big surprise, uh, first new live podcast show shot. I can't tell you that. It's a surprise. I'm just getting y'all ready. So, um, oh, just yeah. so you get some inside access. And it was the Bills that took Josh Allen. Okay, that's um, right. You know what? The Bills did very good. Speaking of the Bills, they have. the Bills did very good they in the have. first round. They did. They, they picking up Josh Allen at number seven, and then after that, they took a linebacker, a good linebacker, in Tremaine Edmonds, at number sixteen. Which brings us to something else here: the Edmonds brothers, uh, Tremaine and Terrell. Uh, those of you who don't know, I told Cameron this. I am from the same hometown as these guys. I'm a little bit older than them. But this was kind of meant to be for these guys. They actually, There's actually a third one who's a reserve running back for the Saints, Trey. Now, Trey went to Maryland. Yep. Uh, and, and he's the oldest of the bunch. Now, the, the dad, the father of all three is Farrell Edmonds. Those of you who are some old school fans – Farrell was a tight end for the Miami Dolphins in the late 80s and into the early 90s for about 10 years. Went to a few Pro Bowls. Um, and I met Farrell, and you see him, and you can tell that the dude definitely could have played tight end in the NFL. He's just a giant man. Um, he's a I mean, great big fella. Uh, but I, I will say this. Um, they, they are probably – you know, the way they carried themselves, they carried themselves very well. And that's no surprise to me because of meeting their dad 
is no surprise to me that he definitely was going to make sure that these guys were raised right um, in terms of being men. Uh, but it, 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 it was just meant to be for these guys, uh, you know, that they go play at a high level, you know, high level college football. Now, what I have expected that you have two brothers picked in the first round of the same NFL draft. No, I would not have expected that. Uh, but, you know, you had Tremaine go number 16. You had Terrell go number 24 to Buffalo and then Pittsburgh. Uh, so that that's really saying something. Um, but, yeah, it, they've become – yeah, it, it's amazing to think about. Now, uh, again, all these guys are younger than me. Even the oldest, uh, Trey, who's with the Saints, is several years younger than me. So I never – I never crossed paths with them a lot, uh, but uh, it, it's it's a small world. Uh, so my hometown actually may you know is actually in the news for some positive reasons. So shout out to Danville, Virginia. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, you know, and obviously it's everywhere. It's it's blown up my Facebook page. Um, you know, uh, so it, it and it's a big deal. And I do like the fact that one of them is going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, uh, Terrell. And I I thought he was a good pick for him. So, um, but that that's just an interesting side note there. You know, and I wish them both luck. Uh, good luck. And uh, but anyway, um, you know, I. I I did want, okay, I want to say one other thing. You know, you mentioned Cleveland. Cleveland, I did think, made one really good pick that was a steal. In the second round, they, they took Nick Chubb out of Georgia. That, yeah, I, I can uh, say, Cleveland made yeah, I just, a good uh, move. I heard that on the radio. I, 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 heard I, that I thought the radio they made a good home. move. They made a good decision because Chubb, you know, had he not been injured uh, in his career at Georgia, Oh, my God. I mean, when he was healthy, nobody could stop that dude. Nobody could. So, uh, you know, just think about when he is healthy. He's he's such a dynamic back. So, I, I thought that was a slam dunk pick. The Cleveland Browns actually made a really, really good pick there, uh, considering they did not take uh, a running back in the first round. I thought this was a great pick by them. Uh, Cameron, you still with me here? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, I lost. Uh, yeah, I lost. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Connection um, there too for a second. Uh, okay. Okay, I just got a. Okay, I just got a pop up on my end. Te- uh, technical difficulties. Okay, no problem. Okay, we're good. But, we're good. I'm good. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I you know I think that. Um, you know, again, I, I think that Cleveland, you know, taking Baker Mayfield number one. Now, I will say this, you know, Baker Mayfield, he loves a challenge. And he's got all the confidence in the world. Uh, and he believes he can take on the world. And I think that he did have the mentality, hey, Cleveland, go ahead, pick me. I, I want the challenge. Well, if that's what you wish for, you got it. Um, because you got it, dude. Yeah, you, <laughs> 
you have the ultimate challenge now of quarterbacking that franchise. I mean, keep in mind, you know, it takes more than the quarterback. I mean, he's got to have a good O-line, and he just had one of the best offensive linemen in the game retiring, Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas was Mr. Consistent. He never missed a start. Uh, probably Cleveland's best player, uh, consistently a pro bowler. But now I, th- I think he was le- a left tackle. That That's a huge hole to fill on that left side now without him uh, because he, he was – he was very good. So, I mean, you, and, and you got Josh Gordon, at wide receiver. But he's got to have an O-line. He's got to have guys to throw, too. So, uh, it's just a matter of developing that around him. You know, I, you know, you know like, that was like Deshaun Kaiser. I didn't think Kaiser was a bad quarterback for them. Uh, he just didn't have a whole lot around him. But, you know, I. You know, and. Um... I don't know. We, uh, we will see. We will see. Well, going yeah, and going back last year, they had uh, who was their quarterback before he got injured? They had they had RG three. Yeah, yeah. They had RG three. Now I don't I don't know what happened. I don't know if he got re injured or they just gave up. Yeah, well, I mean, it's amazing with RG three. He really has just fallen off the face of the earth. Um. So, uh, you know, if if it wasn't for injury. If it wasn't for injury, I really do believe Robert Griffin III would have been an elite quarterback. I'm not going to say a Hall of Famer. I I like the guy. You know, he was, oh, he was yeah. one of my favorites to watch. Very, very um, entertaining to watch. Oh, man. Extremely uh, entertaining. Out of uh, Oregon. No. He went to Baylor. He, Baylor. he won the yeah, Heisman sorry, he, when he was at Baylor. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, he Baylor. beat out Andrew Luck for the Heisman Trophy. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah. So uh, now I'm curious to see uh, who are some guys that are still out there that have not been drafted. Let me kind of refresh here. And yeah, then I'm we still can... waiting. Have we moved on to the third round? Because I'm waiting. Yes, for the third yes. Round. So we're, we're we're well into the third round. Uh, actually, I think we're getting close to being done with the third round. Um, I didn't get no pop up on who the Jets picked in the third round. I'll be able to tell you here in a second. Oh, they they picked a guy from uh, a school that I have literally never heard of. I, I a school that I never would have guessed existed. I I like Fort. Okay, I got, I, it, I it's my... a school called Fort Hayes State. Never heard of it in my here. life, but. Um, you know, they say, you know, and at the end of the draft, you know, they give an overall score, um, of, I think it's like 500 or whatever. And with the Jets overall score, supposedly it's going to be like a 235 out of 500. I don't know. Where the heck they get that mess from? Um, yeah. Scoring their draft picks like that, but well, I don't know. If any, if anybody knows, ch- chime in. Send an email. Um, um, well, yeah, I'll keep the first and last hit email open for 
another week. Send an email. Let me know so I can – yeah, because I, I'm lost on that. I don't get what what's what what the scoring is on the overall. So, well, uh, and now we just had uh, Justin Jones, a defensive tackle out of North Carolina State, get drafted to the uh, Chargers. He's you have Bradley shout out Chubb. to North Carolina State. Shout you have out Bradley North- Chubb, but you also had uh, going to second round B.J. Hill, who's a defensive tackle now. Justin Jones, so. Uh, there were some weapon. There were some weapons uh, up front for state on that uh, on that defense. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna get the best available right now. The guys that haven't been picked. They got Ronnie Harrison. Uh, let's see, Ronnie Harrison. He's a safety out of Alabama. Uh, then you've got uh, some tackles here. Harrison Phillips, Mo Hurst, defensive tackles. Uh, Tyrell Crosby, uh, O tackle. Uh, then you got Kyle Laletta. He's a quarterback out of the University of Richmond. Um, let's see. Let me let's go. I uh, you got Luke Falk still out there. You got Mark Walton, a running back out of Miami, still out there. He had been hurt for oh. a good portion of the year. So, but yeah, Luke Falk. Luke Falk. He said he's had some records uh, at at uh, at Washington State. Um. Let's see. Here. All right, I got yeah, I got the draft pulled up myself. Um, I'm just going to run through uh, round one, round round two, and round three. I'm not going to go all 32, but just the top prospects. Um, hey, shout out to North Carolina A and T. Uh, the Raiders just picked up an offensive lineman from there. Yep. Sure did. First pick of the third round, they they went with a uh, offensive tackle. Out of North Carolina A and T, uh, I I don't remember the last time a guy from A and T was drafted. So uh, so good for yeah. them. All right, I'm just going to run through this uh, round, and then we'll move on to the playoffs. Um, round one, we had Baker Mayfield going uh, number one, uh, Saquon Barkley two, Sam Darnold three, Denzel Ward four, Bradley Chubb. Uh, Quentin Nelson from Notre Dame, Josh Allen from Wyoming. Wow. Uh, Roquan Smith, uh, Mike McGlin- McGlinchey, Josh Rosen, uh, McKenna Fitzpatrick. Now, the guy, that guy from Alabama mm-hmm. right there, that's who I was looking for. Uh, Miami got a steal there, the cornerback from them. Let's see here. Oh, uh, Deron Payton, uh, defensive tackle, Alabama, uh, went to the Redskins. They got a good steal. Uh, Marcus Davenport, defensive end from, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> Saints picked him up. Uh, Colton Miller from US, UCLA. Uh, number 16, uh, Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker, Virginia Tech. Um, uh, Derwin James from Florida State. Uh, oh, now the Packers. I used to be a Packers fan. Uh, I, I was just, I was really just a Brett Favre fan. Um, hey, how could you not Packers, like a gunslinger, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Now they picked up a great cornerback from Louisville, uh, Gier, um Alexander. Yeah, yeah, the, I j- yeah, I, I agree. I thought that was a really good pick. Um, um, and I, I'll tell you who just got a steal, uh, and they did again. Uh, he was a tight end out of Oklahoma, Mark Andrews. The Baltimore Ravens picked him up. I I, I gotta tell you, in terms <laughs> of who's made the best moves, I I think it may be the Ravens so far. I hate to say it, but. Um, and I'll tell you, you haven't gotten to him yet, but I'll tell you a guy who was a first round pick that I thought was a great, uh, great pick because, uh, he flew under the radar because of where he went to school. That was uh, Rashad Penny out of San Diego state. Uh, I think he ran for close to okay, 2000 yeah. yards. He didn't even get invited to New York for the Heisman trophy ceremony, which he probably should have and Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, I, Rashad I know. Penny from San Diego State went to the Seahawks. Yeah, that, I yeah. thought that was a great pick by Seattle. Uh, yeah, uh, so uh, because I, I think ever since Marshawn Lynch left, we really haven't had uh, that solid running game, and maybe Rashad Penny would be that guy. Lamar Jackson. Oh, Lamar Jackson got picked. He was picked last in the first round. Yeah, he was the last pick in the first round, yeah. Yeah. You know what? It doesn't matter. If you get picked in the first round. You're still a first round pick. What I said. Yeah, you're still you're... a first round pick. Yep, that's right. Okay, let's see here. How do I go? Oh, I'm st- you know, I've had this I've had this tablet for about two years now and I still don't know how to maneuver around this thing. <laughs> Let me go back here. Okay. Uh, okay, one. Move. Move. Round. Okay, since we're they're still on round three, they haven't finished up yet. They're really <coughs> close to. Bless you. Bless you. Okay, so Brandon Parker, off, offensive. Uh, is the O tackle out of uh, out of the yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, why why trade up to get the this massive tackle? Uh, when you took one in the first round. Here's the key. They have a def uh, the Raiders have a defensive issue they need to fix. Um, so there you go. That's all I'm saying. Okay, uh, New York picked up Lorenzo Carter, linebacker from Georgia. Good move. Good move. This team knows uh, the pass rushers, and this kid has sp- uh, this kid has the speed to be a good one. I'm telling y'all. Um, okay, here goes an ACC player from Miami, uh, Chad Thomas, defensive end. He could be a nice uh, edge rusher to add to the group. Already, uh, he he already has the talent. I mean, he's a solid pick for them. Uh, going along with the um, with uh, the dude from the the kid from Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, uh, Denzel Ward. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, New York Giants selected uh, B.J. Hill. I think you already mentioned that. Yep, yep. He's one of the defensive tackles out of state. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a former running back. 
who bulked oh up to goodness. about uh, 310 pounds. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's about right that's... because looking at him, I would hate to try to tackle that dude. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that, that speaks of his uh, athleticism. Uh, let's see here. Okay, here we go. Round, here we go. Round three. Sorry, guys. I, I I've been trying to keep up with the Jets. Uh, Nathan Shepard, Fort Hayes State. Never heard of him. Yep. Um, I might need to Google where Fort Hayes State is. I've never heard of it. You know, since since we've lost a lot of, it doesn't even say what position he plays. Much as I know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know where this. I don't know. I don't, I've never heard of Nathan Shepard. Um, well, balls. I guess you. I think I guess you know what you're doing. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I, I well, anyway, I I don't know if how how many people that are going to listen to this are going to know where Fort Hayes State is without googling it first. You know, uh, so. Hey, uh, anybody from anybody from Fort Hayes State, or anybody knows where that is, leave a leave a comment, leave a uh, email us first and last hit uh, gmail dot com. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Man, well, I uh, let's go here. Um, Dallas, well, let's, they just let's, uh, uh, let's just kind of hit the high points. I think maybe at this point, in terms of uh, because we've had close to ninety picks at this point. But uh, um, I do want to mention this kid. Um, I know probably a lot of people don't know this kid. I want to mention Michael Gallup, wide receiver. Colorado oh, yeah. State. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he put up some massive numbers. This kid is a playmaker with good size and has great ball skill, and he will push for a starting job right away. He will not slack off. He wants to start right away. So look out. I mean, I know a lot of people they watch their favorite teams, but you know, being us, we have we you know. Uh, I have to look around and, and out, outside of our favorite teams, you know. But yeah, Michael Gallup. I've watched a couple of Colorado State games um, on TV, and Michael, <laughs> this kid can play. This kid can play. That's all I can say. Um, okay, I get. Uh, so I guess uh, we're at. Uh, okay, we're at the end of the third round here. Um, for right now, uh, Orlando Brown was the last, uh, not the rapper, that guy's in jail. Uh, <laughs> Orlando Brown, offensive tackle, Oklahoma, which is a great steal, by the way. Uh, and his dad was a, a former team, is a great, he, it's a great story as a player. But, anyways, um, yeah, and we're still waiting on uh, uh, the Chargers, Panthers, Chiefs. Rams, Panthers, Titans, Falcons, Saints, Steelers get the 92nd pick, uh, so on and so on and so on. 
Uh, yeah, I just okay. Let's move on to uh, uh, the NBA playoffs. Yeah, I have to say the NBA playoffs. Ha- I have it. It's been a pleasure to watch this year. Well, yeah, I I think everything's been competitive. I mean, and who would have thought that the one lopsided series you would have, you would have the Pelicans sweeping the Blazers. Who would have thought that? I mean, you know, it just. Um, now I'll tell you a team. Uh, you know, hey, I'm a Celtics fan, but I gotta tell you, uh, I, I I could I, I could pull for this team, and that's the Seventy Sixers. Uh, I I trust in their process. I gotta tell you, they. Uh, are, you know, I'm jumping. I'm jumping on that bandwagon with you. Well, I mean, you know, what's crazy? Okay, when they played Miami, the one game that they lost in Miami, Dwayne Wade looked like his old self. He scored 28 in that game. Okay? Correct. Now, every other game, he scored like 10 or 12 points. Dwayne Wade is definitely on the back end of his career. I this We may have just seen the last of him, quite honestly. Uh, so... You know, and, and with this with this team, I mean, you know, and, and you know, with us being Duke fans, JJ Reg, I think, is playing the best basketball of his NBA career. In terms of, you he's, know, he's averaged about seventeen points a game. Uh, he's had a couple of like mediocre games, but I mean, the games of which, I mean, he's had three games in which he scored like 25, 27, 28 points. I think uh, the last the last game they played, he put up twenty seven points. And yeah. Was the- yeah. The highest scoring. They that team is meshing together very well with Simmons and Reddick, uh, Joe Embiid. Uh, you know they are meshing together very well. Uh, so I, I think Brett Brown has really put together a nice nucleus there. And with Reddick, he only signed a one year deal. I have a feeling he's going to want to sign on for longer. I, I think they want to try to keep that core together. Uh, they made they've made some very good moves and. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, that's a team that I would not want to play right now. I mean, obviously, there's the obvious teams, such as the Golden State Warriors, for instance. You know, you never want to play them, but I wouldn't want to play Philadelphia yeah. right now. You know, they, and just they, get, yeah, they just got back Curry, too. So, yeah, exactly. And by the way, uh, the Pacers have just forced a game seven. They they blew out the Cleveland Cavaliers 121 to 87. Yeah, so, yeah, I just uh, finished that game. I just finished watching that game. Yeah, so there's going to be a game uh, seven there. Uh, the Jazz have and, a chance uh, tonight to uh, – well, actually, they start in a few minutes here. They have a chance to close things out against Oklahoma City. Uh, uh, Oklahoma City won game five to stay alive, but the Jazz have a 3-2 series lead. You got a game yeah, seven you know. tomorrow night with the Celtics and Bucks uh, up at uh, up in Boston. Uh one advantage, you know, an advantage for Philadelphia right now. Uh, they're get they're getting some rest, and whoever they get, whether that be the Bucks or the Celtics, they're going to come in with very little rest. So, you know, that's something to yeah. keep in mind. You know, let's go. Okay, I'm, let's talk about the Celtics here for a minute. You got Kyrie. You got Jason Tatum. You got Brandon Hayward. You know, those were those were the those are your three those are your three main guys. Uh, Kyrie leaving Cleveland to play for Boston this year. You know he wanted to do it. You know, without LeBron. 
Yeah. I feel this I feel the same way. You know, you you win a ring with LeBron, but going back to uh winning that ring with LeBron, LeBron didn't hit that game winning shot. Kyrie hit that game winning shot. Nobody gave Kyrie his props. Everyone said it was because of LeBron. No. And I don't care if any Cleveland fan disagrees. You know, Kyrie hit that shot over Steph Curry to win that game. And that's that. End of story. All I got to say. Now I'm going to move back. (laughs) Uh, Beginning of the year, Celtics got Brandon Hayward. Okay. And the head coach already knows Brandon Hayward. Yeah, you, you mean know, Gordon Hayward. Getting, you mean Gordon Hayward. Get, but, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brandon, that, Gordon that, that Hayward. has been out of the NBA for a couple of years now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah but, but you are right that uh, Brad, Brad Stevens, he, uh, yeah, he does sing or two. I mean, he, he first met Gordon Hayward when Hayward was in high school. God, I don't know why I kept saying Brandon Hayward. Brandon Hayward played for he played uh, Carolina. Yeah, he was the, mo- the most ugly, most ugliest team in the NCAA. Sorry, Carolina, Duke fan here. Yeah, that makes well, that's both of us, just for the record. But um, but yeah, with the but yeah, uh, that is one one advantage he's got there when he went to. Uh, when he went to uh, – and I bet that was a big reason why he signed with Boston. He said, hey, you know, the guy that coaches here uh, kind of knows you. Brad Stevens was like, hey, I want him. And the reason why I want him, I know him. You know, I, I know I he played. He, he, Yeah. I, you know, he was on my national championship almost team. They played Duke in 2010. And – you know, they could have been Duke. It's, they were the Cinderella. They were the Cinderella team. Yeah, well, and, I think it, well, I think that that was the beginning for them in terms of no longer being viewed as a Cinderella. You know, now they're in the Big East. I mean, they're, they're no longer viewed as a Cinderella. Brad Stevens yeah. was a big reason for that. I mean, you know, there were a couple coaches before him, but uh, Brad Stevens, you know, taking the championship game, and quite frankly, the next year against Connecticut. Had they played at the level they played against Duke the year before, they would have beaten Connecticut and won a national championship uh, in, in 2011. That had to have been one of the ugliest. I, that's probably the ugliest national championship game I've ever seen. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, you know, with, with Boston, I, I don't know what it is. It, it does seem like that there's a spark that's missing, you know, and – and you can't figure out what it is because you got all these you got all these pieces, you know. You, it's like you, you you put together the perfect team, but it's just not clicking. It, whereas, like in the regular season, you you look at Toronto. You know, I think people thought they'd be a playoff team. I don't know if anybody thought they had the best record in the East. Which, by the way, they finished off Washington tonight. They won at Washington, won that series in six games. Um, they will get the winner of uh, Cleveland and Indiana, but. Uh, you know, it, it makes you wonder, uh, you know, and, and with, uh, you know, again, with some of these teams, uh, you know, and we'll talk about our Atlanta Braves, but, you know, our Braves, I think, could contend 
and we we're talking about, I mean, there's only three or four guys that you could actually name that most people might actually know that are baseball fans. And outside of that, you couldn't really name much. But, I mean, think about the Toronto Raptors. I mean, you got Randy Foy in there. I mean, I think most yeah. people know who he is. But outside of him, it's a lot of guys that you really don't know. Whereas with Boston, yeah, the, you got you yeah. could pretty much name their entire start, starting lineup. So, what 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 does that tell us? Uh, yeah. So, with I mean, you being a Boston fan, I mean, you know, you could sit here and probably then laugh. Okay, my team is not in the playoffs. My team sucks. Okay, we really need help. Knicks. Sorry. Well, you're you're a Hornets fan, correct? I'm a Hornets fan and I'm a Knicks fan. You know, being oh, Knicks from fans. Carolina, well, the Knicks may be in worse shape than the Hornets right now. But yeah, I mean, yeah, being a, I mean, being in, being in the Carolina, that's the only Carolina team that I'm going to pull for is the Hornets. Yeah, same here. You know? Same here. Um, but I've been a Knicks fan <laughs> for a long time. Um, since uh. <laughs> Since I saw Space Jam and saw Patrick Ewing playing for the Knicks, you know. Um, and uh, anyways, um, but uh, yeah, um, I do believe Boston will beat will beat the Bucks. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and skip all of this and. I'm going to put in the finals, and this is just a random thought. I'm going to put Philly and either Houston or um, or, go- Golden, or Golden State. State. You got to, yeah, yeah. Oh, and shout out to Golden State. I'm not a Golden State Warriors fan. But shout out to Quinn Cook. Yes, he he earned he his way onto that team, and he he earned his spot on there. Um, you know, had some disappointments, but uh, you know what's unique about a guy like a Steve Kerr or a Greg Popovich. Uh, you know, you look at the really good coaches in the NBA. Uh, they can, you know, they can look at guys and say, you know what, it, I don't need them to be everything, but they've got X, Y, and Z, and that's something I can use. And I think that's what Kerr has seen in uh, in Quinn Cook. So it's a good match. Um, yeah, and that's the difference between, you know, it, I mean, it, it, you hate to say it, but like Bill Belichick's a prime example. You know, he'll take guys. It's like I, I don't need them to do like I, I don't need them to do everything. I just hey, need, dude. It's like don't it's mention like, that guy's name around me. I'm well, I mean, <laughs> hey, I don't like the guy either. Me being a Steelers fan, but I will say this: he, he, in terms of, it's along the same lines in terms of what Steve Kerr and what a Greg Popovich would do in terms of. Okay, I need a guy who can, you know, like for Steve Kerr, it's like okay, I need a guy who can facilitate, but at the same time be a scorer. Uh, I need a guy who can just go out and, and make effort plays. Uh, I need a guy who can go out and bring energy. It's like, you know what? I This guy, Quinn Cook, he can do that. Let's try him out. If it works out, I want to keep him. So it, it's it, 
it's about what fits into your system. And if you have a system in place, which I think is key, uh, for a lot of NBA teams, there's no system in place. All right. They have nothing in place in terms of a system and in terms of and in terms of an identity, whereas the uh, whereas the Warriors do. Okay, and even though they're not what they once were, the Spurs do as well. Um, so yeah. uh, the, the Cavaliers, uh, you know, uh, I mean, so yeah. Uh, but to and, your point, Cook, he has earned his way there. He's earned his way onto that team. Yeah, um, I'm going to speak on the Spurs. Um, Greg Popovich. One of the greatest coaches in the NBA right now. Um, of all time. Of all time. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just uh, want just want to say uh, 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 thoughts of, uh, you know, thoughts are going out to him and his family right now during this time. Um, yes. And, uh, yeah. his, and uh, um, his, his wife passed away from cancer. Uh, yeah. I'd say that's been about what a week and a half back, or about a week, week yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, she passed away. So, um, um, yeah, our thoughts are, are with him. Yeah, um, a- absolutely. Uh, and okay, and here's three more things. Um, one, Kawhi Leonard will not suit up next year as uh, a spur. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I think he's on his way out. Um, I think he's. I think he's either going to um, the Los Angeles Lakers, or I, I think he's either going to the Boston Celtics. Um, yeah, I think that we are seeing the end. Of, you know, the Spurs were a playoff team this year, but I think that we are seeing the end of the Spurs. I I think in the next few years you're going to see Popovich retire. Yeah. Um, but quite frankly, he's coached in six NBA finals. He's got five NBA championship rings. He has more than LeBron. I mean, the last <laughs> time, if you if you if you take it back, the last time uh, they won the national championship, he he, uh, it was funny. He he mocked LeBron James. He was like, "I don't have one. I don't have two. I don't have three. I don't have four. I have five. And he was like, oh, wait, LeBron James. And he, and uh, I knew when he did that, I knew he was mocking LeBron for yeah. when LeBron went, for when LeBron and uh, D and uh, D Wade and uh, Chris Bosch was uh, in Miami. They were supposed to win all those rings, but did you? No. Anyways, back to the Spurs. Um, is this the last year of. Tony Parker and Mono Ginobili. Well, you know, with them, they're on the back end of their careers anyway. Um, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, in terms of the guys who are factors for the Spurs, you look at Leonard, you look at Aldridge, you look at Danny Green. Those are the guys who are really def- who are really factors for the Spurs in terms of any success they've had. Uh, you know, with Ginobili and, and Parker, um, you know, I, I think when they won that last NBA championship when they beat. Miami uh, a couple years back, which quite frankly could have been, I would argue is the best team that they ever had. 
They won they sixty-two, sixty-three games that year, and 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 they and they clobbered Miami in the finals. They beat them in five, and Miami was lucky to get that one in there. Um, so I, I really think that uh, after that, you know, and you had Duncan retire, obviously the end of an era, and now. You know that the identity changes now. You have Kawhi Leonard the face of the franchise, but it doesn't look like he's going to be there much longer. And then with Aldridge, you know what's what's going to happen with Lamarcus Aldridge? I mean, he's going to sit there like, "What? Well, what am I doing here?" You know. So, um, I think for the Spurs, you know, the the ending is 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 coming. You know, uh, they 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 had they had a good run. They really did. Um, and I think I, I give it a couple of years, and I think Popovich retires uh, because, quite frankly, he has he has nothing left to prove. He nope. has nothing left to prove. So. Nope. That's the end of it. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got five, you got five titles. You know, you ain't got nothing to prove. Uh, nope. uh, let's see. Um, Okay, I'm trying to get my thought here. Okay, guys, um, last game of uh, Cleveland and um, Indiana. Uh, LeBron James hit the final shot to win the game. Um, I don't know who the, who the the name of the head coach is right now. Uh, I just know the Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers head coach. Anyways. It was at the post post uh, post game conference uh, at the end of the game, and uh, some guy walks up to him and he's like, "Hey, the LeBron James shot was just like the Michael Jordan shot." Oh, yeah. over uh, Craig Elo, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not exactly. I mean, yeah, you look at the shots; they were completely different shots. I mean. Jordan was basically going sideways and just and found a way at the free throw line to just get that shot up and just just get on point where it rattled in. And with James, he, it, it's just completely different shots. I mean, okay, you had the same end result, but that, that was the only commonality that you had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so – We've talked NFL draft. We've talked uh, NBA playoffs. I gave my pick, my random pick, who's going to be in the finals, which it could go to anybody. But I'm picking Philly to win the East. Uh, I, I am. Um, who do you? Uh, and I and I picked. Uh, and I picked uh, either Houston or. Um, Golden State to win the West. You know who I, do you got in the finals? I, you know I I still I, I gotta go Golden State out West because I do think you put them up against Houston, you you will see why the Warriors are the Warriors. You will see why they are the team to beat and have been the team to beat. And let's face it, if you are going to be a championship team, they are the team you have to go through now. For a few years there was Cleveland. They went through Cleveland. Um, so I, 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 I like the Warriors. 
Um, you know, now they play. I think that it goes six, possibly seven games. But I like the Warriors in that series. Um, and I like the Warriors coming out of the West. And the East, I agree with you on Philly, quite honestly, because you look at who's playing the best basketball right now, you know, and who's impressed you the most. Okay, uh, you know, Cleveland, uh, quite frankly, I mean, Cleveland and Indiana have both played good basketball. That's what's made such a good series. Uh, the Bucks have played good basketball. The Celtics are playing solid. But who is it that's uh, that made me sit back and go, wow, I am extremely impressed by them. The only team in the East that has done that, uh, for me, has been Philadelphia. So I, I, I agree with you on Philadelphia. I, tr- I, I trust the process. There's something about their process that's making it work. Uh, they made brilliant offseason moves. Um, and we said at the beginning of the year, the two teams that we thought could be playoff teams were them and the Minnesota Timberwolves, and we got it right. Um, you know, just the Timberwolves, they were in a gauntlet out, out, out west. But I, I say the Warriors, and right now I say Philadelphia. I, I, I really do. Um, let's say that they get matched up with either the Celtics or the Bucks. I think that uh, I think that they're more, I think they're more complete than both of those teams in terms of the way they play. And if they get matched up with uh, either Toronto or whether it be Indiana or Cleveland, I think they're more complete than both of those teams. I mean, even if they face Cleveland, I think that they, you know, LeBron is going to put up his numbers, but you you have it to where it's like, okay, the other guys around you are going to have to do something in order to beat us. And, you know, unless they can prove to do that, then I, I like Philadelphia's chances, especially with Philadelphia. If they play complete, if you have Simmons play well and Embiid, and then you have J.J. Redick knocking it down, um, and then you have these other guys fill in, which they have, they're they're lethal. They are a lethal team. So I, I like Philly, and I like Golden State. Those are the two teams I like right now. So. Did you get that? Yes, I did. So, okay. uh, right you know, and, and we'll continue on here. Um, you know, in, in terms of, you know, so it's amazing to think about what a turnaround has been for Philadelphia. I mean, just think about where they were last year. I think they won, t- like, what, 20? They won the worst records in the NBA. I, I just can't imagine. And imagine this for the city of Philadelphia. You have the Eagles win the Super Bowl. First time I've ever done that. And then, then you have Villanova win the national championship in college basketball, which we haven't talked about that. But uh, could you imagine, I mean, even Philly just making the finals. I mean, that city's going to go crazy. Um, so I, I, I just can't imagine uh, what that city, the buzz in that city is right now, um, especially where they were last year. Uh, so, I, it's it's really unbelievable to think about. Sports is an incredible thing. It really is. And what it can do for a city uh, in terms of morale for a city. Uh, so I, I I really think, you know, hey, I, again, I, I'm, you know, as Cameron said, you know, we're impartial. We admit it. 
uh, you know, being Duke fans. So we want to see somebody like J.J. Rag do well, and he has done well to this point. So uh, th- th- this would just be an unbelievable turnaround for them. Um, you know, uh, but uh, another team we were going to talk about, uh, you know, in terms of the NHL, you have the Las Vegas Golden Knights. They are an expansion team. And they are a team that could win the Stanley Cup. They swept their first round series and they are playing San Jose in, in their uh, second round. And they won game one seven to nothing. Now, I, I'll admit, I don't know a whole lot about hockey, but I will say this when you talk about an expansion team, I, I, I don't, in my, I, I can't recall an expansion team doing this well. You know, I was talking with Cameron beforehand about teams that, at really young stages did well. For example, when the Baltimore Ravens started, Grant, you know, it's a team that moved from Cleveland. Uh, went to Baltimore in 1996. 2000 season, they they were, they were had a Super Bowl winning team. Okay. You had the, now the Miami, Miami Marlins, but then the then Florida Marlins be established in 1993. 1997, they get to the playoffs for the very first time. I think their first ever winning season, they were a wild card team because the Atlanta Braves were the the team that beat in terms of the NL East. Uh, but they got all the way to the World Series and won the World Series. They beat Cleveland in seven games. So, uh, so for both of them, they were four years old. The Ravens and Marlins were four years old when they first won uh, a world championship. Uh, I, I just can't imagine an expansion team. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, uh, you know, the last expansion teams I could think about, um, you know, obviously in North Carolina, you know, when they uh, started the Charlotte Bobcats, they were terrible. Um, before they changed back to the Hornets, they did make the playoffs one year and got swept by Orlando when Orlando had the White Howard. And since then, they've gotten to the playoffs one other time. So really, ever since they moved and we had a team come back, we've had a We've had two teams go to the playoffs uh, here in the state of North Carolina. Um, and then before then, the Houston Texans, when they started out, they they weren't anything. Um, you know, in recent years, you know, after they got J.J. Watt and made some positive coaching changes uh, and made some good offseason moves, then you saw them progress and then you saw them uh, – uh, you know, become a contender, but it's hard to believe that an expansion team, you know, playing this well at, you know, this early in, in, in the life of that, of that franchise, it's really remarkable to think about. Yeah. You know, I have to agree with you and uh, thanks for taking over there for no, sure. a few minutes. Had to, had to take that. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of the, uh, we're talking about the Las Vegas Knights. Uh, I had the pleasure of going to Las Vegas last year um, on a vacation, uh, thanks to my wife. Um, I hate planes, by the way. Um, <laughs> well, that's another note. Um, but yes, went to Las Vegas and got to learn uh, a little about their sports. Um, they don't have very much uh, going on over there except for uh, UNLV. Um, 
And um, besides that, they didn't, they didn't really have anything. Um, and uh, I learned that uh, next year or the year after, they will have a baseball team in the major leagues. That's going to be awesome. Uh, but yes, uh, speaking and of don't the forget, Las Vegas, no. well, I didn't mean to interrupt, ahead. but don't forget you have the Raiders moving there. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. You got the Raiders moving there as well. Um, they can't decide where they want to stay. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, my, I mean, yeah, might as well just stay in Oakland. I mean, hey, but anyways, yeah, you got the Oakland Raiders moving there. Uh, you got the new baseball team coming. I don't know what they're going to be called. Um, I just know they're going to be there. Um, and then the Las Vegas Knights, uh, they were just formed here recently. And just for a team that has just been formed here in the past year, and they are now 5-0 uh, and oh, or 6-0, and oh, I don't know. Um, They're 5-0 in the playoffs right now, yeah. They, five and oh in they the won playoffs. four straight in that first round series, and they beat San Jose in that game one. Beat them 7 to nothing. Yeah, I heard that earlier. I mean, my God. You know, shout-outs to them. Uh, I have them. Uh, I'm a Carolina Hurricanes fan. Yeah, so am I. So we've sh- had nothing to cheer about for years. <laughs> yeah, except for the 2009 Stanley Cup. I mean, yeah, we, we do have uh, a Stanley Cup, we, and we went to uh, one other one in in Detroit, beat us in five in five. But we we, we did bring home the Stanley Cup once. Uh, that was, um, I believe, in what well, I, I believe oh oh six oh seven somewhere in there. Um, yeah. So we did get it once, but yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, while we're on hockey, uh. The the Carolina Hurricanes are either looking to relocate either back to Greensboro or we're going to stay here in Raleigh and we're going to change our name to the Raleigh Hurricanes. So, Well, I'll tell you what surprised me. What surprised me is that they didn't put the franchise in Charlotte. I really thought that that would have been the logical thing to do but i would have think that would have been better you know because you got the charlotte hornets you got, you got the panthers down there you got the panthers down there um the minor league baseball team is down there mm-hmm. uh well yeah one of them yeah i mean yeah. one of them we'll get the baseball here in about a few in a minute but um yeah you got them i mean yeah it, it would be it'd be yeah, an appropriate yeah, it would be. Um, but yeah, um, that's all I have for hockey. I just wanted to talk about that. I mean, you got your other teams. You got Pittsburgh. You got San. Uh, you know, you got all of them. I haven't. Sorry, guys. I haven't you got. Really well, you got. Hockey. You got San Jose in there. Let's see. You got Washington in there. Washington's their contender uh, with uh, Ovechkin. Uh, so, you know, I will say this about hockey. I mean, again, it's not a uh, sport that I follow closely, but I will say watching a hockey game, uh, it can be very fun to watch uh, because of the pace you go. So, uh, if you're just a sports fan in general, I mean, it's worth watching. 
Yeah. Um, uh, well, we've talked about the draft a little bit. In our opinions, we've talked about the playoffs. In our opinion, and uh, we've talked about hockey. Let's move on to baseball here. Uh, yep. First thing I want to shout out, um, being a Duke fan, I'm very proud mm-hmm. of this year's baseball team. Uh, I'll start off with the college first. Um, you know, we have overcame uh, a lot in baseball. Yes, yes. Uh, we uh, we haven't had the best baseball program. I mean, the pride of our program. Um, and when you think about it, this guy was a hell of an athlete. Was Dick Grote. I mean, all-American basketball, first to have his jersey retired at Cameron Indoor Stadium, which is really saying something. And those of you who are baseball historians, you remember uh, Carl uh, – uh, 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 Yastrzemski, uh, yes. for Pittsburgh, hitting that home run. He was the second baseman. Who was playing shortstop? Dick Gray. Um, so, those two knew each other very, very well. Now, uh, he's, he was the pride of Duke baseball. But, and, you know, we got to the tournament a couple of years ago, but we were knocked out that first weekend. But we have a team that is actually contending. A, t- a team that's been in the top ten, and this we is are, great for us, and it's great. Yeah, I, th- I think we are thirty-three and nine right now. That sounds about mistaken. right. That sounds about right. I don't remember our, our exact record, but that, that sounds about right. Um, we played, um, we played NC State a couple weekends ago, and I think we topped them out in the series. I know State beat us. Uh, one or two games, but I think we uh, we talked them out there. Um, and uh, you know, we finally got we finally reached thirty games. And you know, it's uh, it's pretty cool being a Duke fan. You know, um, well, growing and- up being. Go ahead. Well, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but, but what I was going to say is you got to remember something else. Yeah, you know, when you talk about the ACC, you always talk about basketball and logically so. But we got to remember they're good in other sports too, baseball being one of them. Uh, so, I mean, when you think about it, there's probably going to be, uh, in terms of uh, the tournament for college baseball, you're you're probably going to see about eight-ish ACC teams in in the tournament for college baseball. So we got to keep that in mind too. They're they're playing in a tough conference. So I, I just want to point that out. But uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just uh, you know I was just following along with what you were saying. Um, being being a Duke fan it, it, uh, in the beginning. I'll take it back here for Duke. It was just about basketball. Yes. Yes. Uh, We were a basketball school. And then we transitioned with football um, from my point. And now um, I'm just now starting. I've been a baseball fan forever. I played baseball up until 
I, I broke my uh, leg going into broke my ankle going into high school. That's another story for another time. But now I can just say we are we are a, a school of sports. Um, basketball, football, baseball, lacrosse, um, <clears throat> and uh, golf. Shout out to the women's golf. Um, as well, um, but yeah, um, yeah, we are now a school of sports, and uh, for me, being a, I'm more, and to be honest, I'm more of a baseball fan than I am basketball fan. Uh, I I love my Duke Blue Devils basketball. Don't get me wrong, but growing up playing baseball, you'll understand. Um, it's now seeing now seeing that Duke. The baseball team is doing this great. I'm hoping we see him win it all. Well, I'm um, hoping they make a run. You know, what would be a major achievement is if they host a regional and win it. And if they can get to Omaha, that would be a monumental success. Uh, but going back to your point, you know, for years, yes, it was strictly about basketball. Strictly about basketball. But it started out with Joe, when Joe Oliva was the athletic director. He's now the athletic director at LSU. He kind of got the ball rolling. He was the one that hired David Cutler. Okay. And, mm. and, and then after that, you have Kevin White now. He's, uh, you know, and the baseball program is really built up. And now you have the uh, softball program uh, with Kevin White. So, I mean, I think you got to give Joe Oliva a lot of credit. And that's the reason why LSU wanted him. And I, and I think you got to give Kevin White a, a lot of credit as well. Because now, like you said, I mean, and first of all, lacrosse. Look, I mean, look, the ACC, again, very tough when it comes to lacrosse. They've got some of the premier programs when it comes to lacrosse, including Duke. They've got three national championships in lacrosse. they got right. three national championships. They, I mean, look. In terms of like you know, you talk about the basketball team, but the lacrosse team, they can they can they, they can hold their own. They're like, hey, look, we got championships ourselves. So, uh, you know, that's that's saying something. Um, and like you said, the, the baseball program is doing very well, and the football program, y'all. I'm telling you, you know, last year I was at a game uh, uh, with uh, another friend of ours, uh, Glenn. Uh, we were at the Northwestern game. Now there wasn't a lot. Shout out to Glenn. This game. Yeah, Glenn. Glenn's the man. He's a good guy. Uh, we were we were there, and we were looking around at Brooks Field, you know, Wallace Wade Stadium, and you know, we we're talking about just how much it had changed. And he made the comment. He said, "You know, this place used to look like the stadium that you saw on the Waterboy," and he's right. He's right. It looked a lot like that stadium uh, at SCLSU. It looked a lot like it. The only difference was you didn't have a bunch of drunk people up in the stands, or at least they didn't appear to be drunk. Um, so, and now it's completely revamped, completely uh, renovated. And, and it's a, you know, it's not a big stadium. It only holds about, what, about 35,000 people. But it's, it is a beautiful stadium. It's a very nice place to play. Um, and there's not a bad seat there. And those of you who are football fans, let me tell you something. What you would pay for like a ticket to count down to craziness, you can sit third row in a football game for the same price. True. 
Um, and speaking, since we're talking about, uh, since we're on the subject here, uh, I went to a Duke and State game a couple years ago with Kalen. You know Kalen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout, shout out to Kalen. Uh, you uh, you helped me out with a podcast uh, going up to West Virginia. Thanks a lot, bro. Um, and um, anyways, um, me and Kalen went to a Duke and NC State game, football game. Me being Duke fan, Kalen being an NC State fan, which I'm going to put you on blast here, bro. And you told me a couple months ago, uh, you're thinking about transitioning to being a Duke fan? Come on home, bro. That's all I'm going to say. Anyways, um, I think I paid about $50 for tickets, and me and Kalen sat right behind um, right behind the team. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really is. I mean, the, the, it really is a good buy. Whereas, like, a, you know, going to a game at Cameron Indoor, that's exclusive. I mean that that is you you it, it's like you have to know somebody you have to get on the inside somewhere in order to get access to anything, um, and uh, you know I, I and I'll say I've had a couple of opportunities and it had had have been not if I'm not like an hour and a half away and if it's not a weeknight you know then I'm gold you know I mean you know if it wasn't those two things standing in the way. Especially the distance, I could. I probably, there are a few games I could have gone to this year, but you know, obviously, you know, just circumstances, you know, that just wasn't the case. But, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, for basketball, you kind of know somebody. Now, I, there's there's some games on the road you can go see. You know, we went and saw them play at NC State, and I'll tell you a place if you live in the Triad area, you know, Winston Salem, Greensboro. Wake Forest tickets are very, very accessible. And even for the Duke game, they're reasonably priced. So um, you, can, you can get a ticket there. Are they about, yeah. Know. Are they about the same price as going to see the Duke and – like we went to see the Duke and State game? They're cheaper. Cheaper? Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going third party. Um, you're, you're not you're, – I mean, you're not going second hand on that. Uh, for, okay, for gotcha. State, you know, and those of you – I mean, you understand, you know, when you go through Stelco, uh, you're you're going through a, a, a different party as opposed to straight through the yeah. athletic department. I think I went through uh I think I went through uh, Capital City, which was a lot cheaper than Step Up. I got like fifteen percent off of tickets, mm-hmm. and uh, shout out to Capital City for the fifteen percent off. Uh, that was great. Uh, it was a fun night, you know, even though we lost, but uh, it was. Basketball is a fun environment to be around. So, it hey, is. It is. It's great. It was, it was fun, you know, and we learned a lesson. And, uh, yeah, so, hey, uh, we uh, can't wait to do it again. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, um, but, you know, it, it may be for a second, uh, you know, we haven't had a chance to talk about college basketball in there, you know, with the, with the season ending. Maybe that would be a good way to send this thing off. But, you know, I, I'll, I'll say this. Um, you know. Uh, oh, wait. One more thing. One more mm-hmm. thing about baseball before we uh, before we transition into college basketball and then uh, end it here in about 15 minutes here. I just want to say uh, the Braves. Uh, oh, yes. I, I, saw, I saw this on a, I saw this in an article and. 
this made me just giggle. Uh, I know I sound like a kid, but the Braves started off better than the Yankees this year. Uh, in the beginning of the season, the Yankees went 5-5 five and five in their first 10 games. And the Braves uh, went um, nine, uh, I think it was like nine and one before they start, you know, before they start losing. I just wanted to say, good going, Braves. Let's keep it up. Let's keep it up. Uh, let's at least see a playoff game. Well, and, you know, uh, and, and that's all I got to say. Right. And what you're talking about right now, we're third in the East. We're a game and a half back at the Mets. Um, but, uh, you know, look, this team, they have an opportunity to possibly to, – they can contend in the NLEs, you know, because Washington right now is not playing great baseball. Now, Grant, can they turn it on? Absolutely they can. But the Mets right now, they're leading the division. But, um, you know, I, look, and I was telling you earlier, you know, those of us who grew up Braves fans, we're used to having big names, especially on the, especially whoever took the mound, you know, whether it be Glavin or Maddox, Smoltz, you know, we had big Smoltz names. was one of my favorites of all time. Oh, yeah. 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 And then you, and then you throw out there Glavin and Maddox. I mean, it's like you, you, you were, you, you were pitching an ace no matter who you threw out there, you know, and now obviously with those guys retiring and now they're, they all went into the baseball hall of fame, uh, couple years back all at the same time uh but you know it's now different you know we were talking about earlier i mean how many guys on this braves team can you name just offhand not very many you got dansby swanson uh you've got uh, freddie Freddie freeman Freeman. you got saharan suzuki uh you got suzuki and uh um and his name's already slipped my mind but he leads our team in home runs um uh uh, it starts with an I, I believe. I can't think of his name neither. It, it ends with Reese, R-I-R-I-E-S. That's how oh, yeah. Uh, That's how yeah, we beat, uh, yeah, we beat Philly tonight, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we're good. <laughs> well, and I think that was a team that was a half game up on us, so that puts us second in the division. Okay, so we're a step up there. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's, that's definitely a step up now. Uh, so, Hey, look, this team, they have an opportunity to, to contend. And I wondered for all these years why we were trading away players. And now I can see why they wanted to get younger and they were looking. And I, I think that, uh, they're possibly thinking, okay, this is our time. And Alvis, Alvis is the guy I was thinking about. I, I just couldn't think of his name. <laughs> okay, there but, we go. Yeah, you yeah, know it, it was killing me. I was I'll trying to look it up. Yeah, I was trying to look him up myself when you were talking about that, yeah. but my tablet's going too slow. But hey, yeah, yeah, but, he's yeah, he's. But yeah, you know, this team they they can win. They they really can. I think that, uh, um, hey. I really think that they have an opportunity to uh, to do some damage and possibly get get a playoff game in there. I mean, if this team were to play in the playoffs, I'd be absolutely giddy. Um, 
Yeah, obviously. If we made a, if the Braves made a playoffs game, I will go. I will go. I, I mean, hey, I, I would love, I would love to see him back in the playoffs, and obviously for me, um, I would love to see him, you know, win a World Series. Um, now, yeah, now we, now we did fall tonight against Philadelphia. We did lose seven to three. Oh, um, we did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, that was my bad. My bad, guys. Don't hate me. I thought I saw it the other way. My bad. <laughs> so, it, well, and Philly's another team that actually, I mean, they're extremely young, but they're not playing bad either. So, uh, you know, it's yeah. uh, it's it's kind of hard to say. Um, hey guys, don't sweat it. We got a hundred and sixty-three games left to play. So, I mean, hey, <laughs> you know, we play more games. Nah, they play, uh, baseball plays more games than uh, the NBA. Yeah. Well, that, so, was, that was game one of a, of a three-game set that we got. So, we got tomorrow and Sunday in Philadelphia. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, we're going to be pitching tomorrow uh, uh, Fultonowitz. And then on Sunday, we're going to pitch McCarthy. Um so and then after that we go play at the Mets. So we got we got we got some uh, crucial games uh, to really prove ourselves. The two teams are leading the division up to this point. So I think yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, for the last uh, fifteen minutes here, let's transition back into college basketball. Okay. Uh, our main topic. <laughs> our uh, specialty, I guess you could say. Our, yeah, our specialty. Uh, um, Jake, take it away. <laughs> well, I was going to say, first of all, you know, you know, being a Duke fan, I mean, I will say this. Villanova was the best team. They were the best team. They absolutely deserve to be crowned national champions. Um, and I'll say this, you know, the, the loss that we had in the regional final against Kansas was heartbreaking. Uh, but I'll, t- I'll say this. Had we played Kansas – I mean, not Kansas, Villanova in that semifinal game, that would have been a tough game to win because Villanova, Villanova clicked on all cylinders in that semifinal game against Kansas. Can't, they oh, beat Kansas God, by yes. 16, but I, I got to tell you, it, the game really wasn't that close. You know, Kansas in garbage time was able to cut into it a little bit. In all honesty, Villanova should have won by – closer to 20, 25 points. Uh, they, they blew him out the gate. They got their 22-4 lead. Uh, Kansas got two to nothing. They never let again after that. Uh, you know, Villanova got the 22-4 lead, and they were clicking on all cylinders. Uh, and, and, and they had a million ways to beat you. I mean, they only played about eight guys. But I got to tell you, all of them, all of them were just such key contributors. And you saw in the championship game with DiVincenzo, he was their sixth man off the bench. He scored 31 points, you know. And uh, Michigan, they had a good game plan for defending uh, Brunson and, uh, and and rebounding the basketball. But when they put in – when Jay Wright put in DiVincenzo, that was a wrinkle that uh, that John Beeline was not prepared for, and it showed. Uh but Villanova, they were abs- they, they were the best team. I, I give them credit. They deserve to win the national championship. So, uh, 
And yeah, and for Duke, you know, uh, it's a game of inches sometimes. And you know, uh, we had a chance to win. When we did it, it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. I mean, you know, it. it I'm not going to go on a limb and say happens. we got cheated, but well, you got cheated. Let's, well, let's just put it out <laughs> there that that offensive that that blocking foul was called Wendell Carter. That was that was an incorrect call. It, it was absolutely incorrect. Uh, and there were some other calls that were bad calls in that game. I will say this: in the, the day, that's not why we lost. Did it help our case? No, it didn't. But that's not why we lost. You know, we had chances we to had, win that game. But no, uh, at the end of the game, you can say this. I can say this. Glenn can say this. Anybody else in the fanatics could say this. Any other Duke fan could say this. At the end of the game, all we had to do was hold on to the ball. And we did it. Well, and, and also, and also, uh, step out on, on three point shots from that short corner. Kansas may have lived in it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I give it to, I, uh, you know what? I give it to this team, uh, with, uh, our leader. Uh, I'm gonna miss you, dude. Grayson Allen, uh, We'll see you back, and we'll see you back at Duke in a couple, in a few years. Uh, you know, uh, Wendell Carter, uh, Trey, uh, Deval, uh, Bagley, um, best one and dones, in my opinion, since the 2015. Well, I mean, they're. They're exceptional players, and uh, and you're going to see, you know, Marvin Bagley. He's going to he's going to be one of the first five picks. Wendell Carter's going to be one of the first ten or twelve. Um, and Duval Duval's draft stock went through the roof in this NCAA tournament. He played awesome in the tournament. He played his best basketball of the season in the tournament. And in the game yeah. against Kansas, he kept us afloat offensively. In the first half, we struggled. He was the one that kept us afloat. He finished that game with 25. I think he eventually fouled out, but he had 25 points in that game. He, he played an awesome game. Um, and he was the reason that we had an opportunity there towards the end because he, he kept us afloat. But, um, but you know, uh, it, but this was an interesting tournament. I mean, first of all, you had Loyola Chicago. You had Sister Jean. She's, you know, the bobble, she's got her own bobblehead doll. I mean, it just the storylines. I mean, it, UMBC beating Virginia, the first ever 16 over one, which, by the way, for those who are listening, I was there for that game. I could not believe what I was watching. I was in complete shock that entire game. I could not believe what I was watching. Um, it just so th- this, this really was a very unique tournament. Um, and I'll tell you another thing. You always have a 12 over a 5. You didn't have a 12 beat a 5 this year. You had you had a couple 13 over 4s. You had a, a few 11s beat 6s. You did not have a single 12-5. I don't remember the last time that happened. Very true. Very true. 
Oh man, I can't believe can't believe this season is over. I can't wait again to the next season. Um, yeah. I I really want <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, part of me wants to spoil our surprise, but a part of me doesn't. It, Cause it's killing me. It's only a week away. I mean, well, oh I mean, we'll, we'll just say this, um, uh, folks. You're gonna get to see something that uh, is very unique to the world of college sports, and is in a league in, in a league of its own. I know it sounds very yeah. vague, but you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you see this. Uh, Once we get there, you'll be like, whoa. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to speak on this uh, a little bit. And this is, uh, and I wanted to say this as a farewell as well, um, transitioning into our new show. Uh, this Saturday, is it this Saturday coming up, bro? Or is it? No, it's this Saturday coming up. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Week from tomorrow. So, week from tomorrow, me and Jake will be starting our new show, doing a live podcast um, with the help of Glenn. Um, shout out to Glenn. Um, we'll send, I'm going to send Glenn this podcast later. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, you, uh, this will be our our uh, new show starting next Saturday. This will be our first live video. Many more to come. Um, we'll do live videos on and off, um, schedule-wise. Um, but we'll promise to, uh, when we do, we'll put them on YouTube, on our new YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Can't give that out yet because we're still working on that. Um I just want to take time for a few minutes, and I want to say um, thank you to uh, Zcast. Um, and uh, now we're using Anchor. I want to say thank you to Anchor. Um, and uh, I I want to say thank you to uh, um, RadioPlay.com for uh, putting our podcast on. Um, their website and their app. Um, that was uh, one of the excitement. That was one of the uh, exciting moments I had um, there. Um, and uh, yeah, I just wanted I just wanted to thank everyone for listening, um, for the comments, for the for the uh, questions that were asked during. Um, I think we've done Anchor, what, maybe three times? Yeah, and four times? I, I got to say, I think that you got some added features on here, which are very, very cool. Um, you know, and, and I'll just say this, you know, I, I come on with you. Uh, and I appreciate that. And, 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 I fa- and I found a friend. And I'm grateful for that, uh, Cameron. And. Uh, you know, and, and again, I alluded to this earlier. You know, everyone, Cameron and me, we're 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 just we decided that we're going to try to pursue something 
that we're passionate about and something that we, uh, to us is a dream to get into this world of, you know, uh, in which there's a, an abundance of people in terms of the sports world and, and podcasts and, and getting your voice out there. Um, and the hope is to, the dream is to get in a broadcast booth somewhere. That's the dream. That's the goal. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, you know, are we going to get there? I don't know. But we may end up if doing. Not, we, we may end up doing some really cool things along the way. You know, I, I got, and I'll just say this. You know, and those of you who are some, who are Duke sports fans, check out the Duke fanatics if you haven't already. Um, yeah. Yes. All yes. all sports that are Duke. Okay, not just basketball, but all sports that are Duke. And you will see me and Cameron on there do live shows. You will actually see what we look like. I don't know if you'd be disappointed <laughs> or not, but um, I'm uh, okay. Just uh, just to point this out, uh, I'm the ugly one with the uh, with the full facial beard, uh, and I, I I I have the I I I have the Vin Diesel look, except I don't look like him. I just have his hairline, um, and I don't have as fast of a yeah. car as he does, but. Um, you know, same idea. Um, we appreciate you guys. We uh, <laughs> we love the support. Uh, keep it coming. Um, I, I just want to shout out to you, Jake, and Glenn, and the rest of the Duke fanatics that allowed me to uh, to come in and be a part of the family. And uh, can't wait to do more more live feeds with y'all and. And um, with the podcast, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way, brother. Uh, this is how we, me and you became great friends. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. messaged you. And the point it out there, since this is our farewell show, um, I'm going to end this. Uh, I'm going to uh, end the farewell show on this note with uh, saying, uh, Jake, thank you for being a good friend. Uh Thank you for uh, uh, being a, a, a great friend uh, in time of need. Uh, thank you for answering my message to come on my first ever podcast show. Uh, I know you were like, uh, okay, what the heck is this dude talking about coming on a podcast show? Okay, yeah, I'll do it. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. Me and you uh, – you know, seeing where this can take us, you know, yeah, be the next uh, uh, podcast duo, man. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, I, I, I could not have said that better, Cameron. And I got to tell you, I, I'm, I'm honored to call you a friend. And, um, and the, I, there's there's no – I can't think of another person I'd rather go, you know, go through this fire, fire, whatever you want to call it, go through this with. You know, the person I, I want uh, I, I want right there with me is, is you, brother. So uh, uh, because I, I know I know what. Hey, we know what we're about. So uh, uh, that that's key. And uh, I think that it can be a recipe for success. So. Yeah. Um, and on that note, uh, shout out one more time. Um, 
Shout out to the fans. Shout out to the Duke fanatics. Shout out to the Duke sports. Um, shout out to everybody that you know uh, that that's uh, that's putting faith into us. Uh, shout out to my parents, uh, my mom and dad. They've been uh, they've been good supporters for this since the first time I told my mom. My mom was like, "Wait, what?" You're 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 doing podcasts. Uh, I've had to explain to her what that was. Yeah. And, uh, when I told when I told her the surprise, I'm not going to ruin it for our fans or whatever. But when I told her the surprise, she was like, "Wait, what? You're actually going where? You're actually going to do a live podcast from there?" <laughs> I was like, "Yes, ma'am," and she's like, "Wow." She, you know, since I was young, I've always wanted to play at Duke. I, and that's everybody's dream to play in college sports. But, you know, injuries happen. And, you know, I'm going to take it as that. Some but, of us can't know, jump. Some of us can't jump. Yeah. Some of us can't yeah. shoot. Some of us can't pass. Some of us can't tackle. Listen here, high school football coach. You passed up on me. Oh, well. I still support you. Anyways, um, Jake, any any last words before we uh, say goodbye to the uh, first and last hit? Uh, just, you know, it, it's, it has been fun. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be around. Just uh, a different name and, and just a little bit different twist. So, Thank you all uh, who've listened. Uh, we appreciate it, like Cameron said, and we hope you continue to listen. We hope you continue to follow us, and, uh, and 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 we definitely appreciate your support. Thank you, and Cameron, thank you, brother. Yeah. Um, guys, uh, one last note here. Um, we will have a uh, YouTube, Instagram I don't think I'm going to do Twitter because Twitter gets on my nerves. Um, So I think maybe we'll stick to Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube Uh, for now. I don't know the URL for now. That's still in tweaks. Um, But next Saturday, tune in. We'll be live doing the podcast and we'll be live feeding and Hopefully you will not baseball. you will not want to miss this. Believe me, you will not want to miss you, this. You are not going to want to miss this. Um th- this is our grand opening to the new show. We'll announce the show that day. Um I'm already getting goosebumps just thinking about it. I wish it was tomorrow. <laughs> but Anyways, um, yeah, uh, that's all I got to say. Uh, thank you for all the first and last hits once again. Um, I'm going to keep this email. I'm going to keep the email address open for about a week, probably until Sunday. Um, and then I will um, delete it and make a new one for me and Jake and um 
Well, uh, we're going to work on uh, other things, like I said, YouTube, Instagram. And uh, you can follow us at the um, – you can either follow us on Facebook, look us up. Um, we're on the Duke Fanatics for both admins. Jake, once again, thank you for bringing me on the uh, Duke Fanatics team. Um, I knew it was again, a, I knew it was the right them. fit. I knew it was a perfect fit. So it only makes um, sense. This is not goodbye. Um, this is uh, this is goodbye to the first and last hit. Um, and uh, hello to our new chapter. And. Uh, that's basically all I got to say. And with Love that, you guys. thank you, everybody. <laughs> and uh, good night. Jake, I will uh, get in touch with you sometime tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, thank you once again. Absolutely. Farewell, for, farewell, first and last hit. Hello to the new chapter. Everybody have a good night. Uh, have a good one, guys. Thank you once again. All right. Farewell.